0: I first met Mayan Alvarado Goldberg in early March before the quarantine. It was a warm spring day and the magnolia trees were just starting to bloom at John Marshall High School in Los Angeles.
1: We're outside. Uh, the senior courts are right there, and then the mound is here. There's the basketball courts where I have practice.
0: Mayan is a senior here, and she was giving us a little tour of the campus. Out on the quad, there's just a lot going on. Kids are skateboarding, there's music blasting, and
1: cheerleaders practicing their routines. I think they're in like some big competition. They just won like Northern Division or something. And there's the basketball team. The school
0: itself is this big brick building that looks straight out of a movie. Because it is. They've shot so many classics here, like Grease, School of Rock, meets world. Leo DiCaprio even went to this school. But anyway, I
1: digress. This is where I have my math class. I have my English class. Lining
0: the halls of the the main building are all these colorful college banners.
1: Yeah, it's a big thing at our school. Um, We have have one college counselor for like 2,400 kids. Oh, whoa. But they they do their best we have like a lot of like a lot of her classmates
0: Mayan's North entire North fall North semester North North was North dedicated North to thinking North, about college. college she's a straight A kind of student does photography on the side and her classmates voted her most likely to change the world and she totally gives off that kind of vibe
1: what's your dream major global health so northwestern has that and then like it's Mayan
0: didn't want to be, be burdened it. with debt so right off the bat she started looking for scholarships and thinking about financial aid Eventually, she decided to apply Early Decision to Northwestern University. And in December, she found out that she got in with a full tuition scholarship. Her biggest expense now was room and board, so she got a part-time job at a taco spot to save up.
1: I feel so lucky to have the possibility to graduate without student debt. I fear for loans for, like, a lot of my friends.
0: For Mayan, everything felt set. Now it was all about celebrating and enjoying the last bits of senior year. But then, of course, coronavirus happened. A week after our first interview, Mayan and her friends went home for the day. And they never came back.
1: Not even getting to say goodbye, I think, sucked. Because, like, no one knew that the last day was actually the last day.
0: I'm Rima Grace, and welcome to This is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. When you're 17 or 18, you're often making choices that have massive ripple effects that can end up dictating really the course of your life. This week, I talk with three high school friends who are making these decisions in the middle of a pandemic. For weeks now on Zoom, I've been getting to know Mayan and two other seniors, Mayan's boyfriend, Mata Ahmed, and one of her best friends, Elisa Litin. So do do you all, like, remember the first time meeting each other?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. I (laughs) met Mayan for the first time at volleyball tryouts. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Why are you laughing? Because it was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) We were so bad at volleyball.
0: (laughs) They weren't actually that bad at volleyball. They both made the team, and eventually Elisa became captain. Elisa and Mayan are the kind of friends who really admire one another. They can be silly together, and they can also have deep heart-to-hearts. Mayan met her boyfriend, Mata, for the first time freshman year. And Mata remembers the exact moment.
3: She um, walked into my uh, ninth grade class, and I swear I thought she was the most beautiful girl I have ever seen. And the second time, I was like, oh my God, God, I have to ask for her name.
2: (laughs)
0: Mata is a total open book. He almost immediately tells us he was crushing on Mayan for three years before she agreed to date him. He jokingly refers to himself as a jock and even won homecoming king. Before the pandemic hit, Mayan, Mata, and Elisa, and their other friends, were making the most of the time they had left together. And now it just feels like there's a dark cloud of uncertainty hanging over
3: them. Both of my parents don't have a job right now. Like, I don't know what's happening.
0: Mata's dad works as a taxi cab driver, and his mom is a cashier at a dollar store. He's always known that his parents wouldn't be able to help him pay for college. And the pandemic has only made things harder on the family, even with unemployment and the stimulus check.
3: We didn't, we didn't always have money. We still don't have money. And it's always been like that. It's just they, I know they came here for me so I could get a better life.
0: Mata was born in Bangladesh. His family moved to America when he was eight years old.
3: I felt isolated Hmm. and I felt lonely because I didn't know English at all, so it was hard for me to make friends.
0: As he got older, he started to make friends and things got a lot easier. But in high school, he became more aware of his family's financial situation. His parents make $40,000 a year and are supporting
3: a household of six. Before then, I didn't really, um, I, I didn't feel like a strain to them, you know, because I, I didn't, I, it was just, I was just living my life going to school. But when it came to high school and I was growing older, I f- it felt more like a responsibility for me to earn things on my own.
0: Mata made it a goal to work hard so he could get accepted to a top school with financial aid. Since middle school, his dream has been to go to UCLA. He imagined himself as a Bruin studying engineering and staying in LA close to family.
3: I applied for engineering at UCLA and compared to all the other uh, majors, it only has like a one or 2% acceptance.
0: Oh, so it's really competitive. Yeah. A big reason Mata picked engineering as a major is because of the earning potential, so that one day he can give back to his parents.
3: It's just they're sacrificing for me, so I have to sacrifice for them.
0: What do you mean by that?
3: I have to chase higher education because my parents gave up their home and everything back in bondage to come here.
0: Is that, like, a pressure you felt when you were applying to schools?
3: Yeah. Like, and I have mm-hmm. to be perfect. I mm-hmm. have to do this and that or, you know, or, like, it's just if I don't, then I'll be, like, a disgrace or something, you know?
0: Is it that you, like, you don't want to let your parents down?
3: Definitely. Most definitely. I don't want to let them down. That would be the worst thing in life, that my parents feel down, that and become something big in life or I don't make enough money or, you know, just to be a good person.
0: For Elisa, deciding what to do about college, it keeps her up at night.
2: Like, that's just the only thing in my mind. Like, I, I just can't, I literally can't stop thinking about it.
0: Elisa's family moved to the United States from Chile about four years ago. Her dad works in the film industry and had more job opportunities here in Los Angeles. But now, with the pandemic, he's basically out of work.
2: It's just not what I expected this year to be like at all for my family. Like, we thought this year was going to be financially, like, better than last year.
0: Does it, like, make you feel scared or does it worry you?
2: Yeah, it really scares me. We're really stressed out about college, like, paying for that because if there's no income, then it's, like, really hard to um, pay for anything.
0: She had been hoping to go to the University of California at Santa Barbara, but after she got accepted, she found out that her visa makes it complicated to qualify for in-state tuition.
2: And so they would charge me, like, out-of-state tuition, which is just something I'm not, I can't afford at all.
0: Elisa applied to 12 schools and ended up getting a partial scholarship from Bard College, this small private liberal arts school in upstate New York. But she doesn't love that it's 3,000 miles away from home. She was hoping to drive home
2: during breaks.
0: And she'd still need help from her parents to afford it.
2: I would feel so guilty and just Mm. like it's not right for me to make my parents spend that much. I know I I personally don't want to be in debt.
0: And now, there's a whole new factor she's weighing. She was on a Zoom call with her friends a few weeks back, and she was listening to them talk about whether schools would be open in the fall. And that's when it hit her.
2: Like, just hearing what they were saying, I just started thinking, like, okay, yeah, it's probably
0: not going to (laughs) happen this year. Suddenly, it feels like no matter which college she commits to, her fall semester could very well be online. And if that happens, she says her parents would be spending money on a college experience that may not be worth it.
2: Like, maybe the smartest option would be to, like, go to community college. Like, if I'm going to have online classes, then why can't I just, like, get the credits, you know, and then transfer out? Like, there's just so many options that sound, like, safer and smarter
0: The thing is, community college had always seemed like a last resort to Elisa, even though she knows it's a much more affordable option.
2: So for me, it was like a pride thing. Like like high school, like I just worked so hard because I was like, okay, I don't wanna like end up in community college. Like and I know that's like so wrong to say because there's nothing wrong with going to community college. Like if anything, you're just saving up money and it's like it's a smart decision to do. Yeah. But, like, from a pride point of view, I was like, I want to be able to go to college. Mm.
0: And, like, considering community college now over BART, and it sounds like part of it was like, if I'm going to do online anyway, does it really matter? Yeah, exactly. It's a tough call. Coming up after the break, Mayan, Mata, and Elisa make decisions about their futures.
3: Last Day is a show about the moments that change us.
0: I just don't think I will ever get used to this. I'm Stephanie
1: Whittleswax, and I have had one of these moments. We all have. So let's unpack the chaos that is our
0: human existence together. I don't believe things happen for a reason. I don't believe the universe has a plan. Each week, I sit down with a new guest to explore happy, sad stories of transformation.
3: It's leaning far, far into the pain. That's what it is.
0: Listen to Last Day wherever you get your podcasts. So prom is canceled, so is graduation, grad night, senior
1: pranks. There's like no sense of closure, like we're not going to get to sign yearbooks, like we're not going to get to, I don't know, do graduation speeches. I feel like high school wasn't supposed to end like this.
0: Mayan says these kind
1: of memories, they're meant to solidify everything they went through. Like graduation definitely validates spending 12 years in a school system and then ending it. Um, Like all the hard work that goes into that.
0: She's just trying to finish her senior year now and enjoy the small things, like the really small things. Dressing up for her government class was one of the highlights of her week.
1: We did formal Friday on Zoom and everyone kind of showed up wearing like ties and suits and dresses, (laughs) which was interesting. Um, What did you wear? I just wore a dress that I had in my closet, but I also wore pajama pants underneath, but he did not need to know that.
0: Because Mayan has a full tuition scholarship to Northwestern, she says she's going to go no matter what, even if it's virtual. But with so much up in the air, she's feeling less settled than before. Like she's never even seen the campus in person. She was supposed to visit last month, but did a virtual tour instead. It's getting harder
1: to picture herself at school, joining clubs, having late night talks with roommates. It's... Sometimes I feel like it's pointless to kind of be hopeful about that stuff. It's really hard to get excited for things knowing that they could just not happen at all.
0: It's been a few weeks since my first call with Elisa, and with decision deadlines looming, she finally made up her mind whether to go to Bard in New York or Community
2: College. It's April 28th, and I am sitting in my room in my desk uh, with my computer because I'm about to commit to BART College. So I am clicking on the part that says I accept my offer, and I submitted it.
0: After doing the math, she realized Bard with the scholarship, will only cost a little bit more than community college, and she sees more potential there. Still, she's pretty anxious about the very real possibility that classes will be online in the fall. In fact, when I asked all three of them how it's been taking their high school classes
1: online. To be honest, I feel like I have not learned a single thing.
3: I'm learning absolutely nothing from the classes that's going on.
2: I'm actually really like stressed out and scared. Uh, Hmm. For college, like I just feel like I'm going to get there. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, like I haven't done work in like months.
0: If Elisa's college does go virtual, she wants to focus on taking smaller classes and avoiding big lectures or, you know, big Zoom calls.
2: I just need to, like, accept it and be like, okay, this is my new reality. Like, you just need to adapt to it.
0: Whatever happens, she's feeling more grounded now that she's finally made a decision. Mata's mind is made up, too. If anything, the pandemic has only reinforced how he feels, how he wants to do well in college and take care of his family. And he's even trying to use this time while in quarantine to get ahead, teaching himself physics and coding in his spare time.
3: It's like I'm just getting myself ready for college.
0: Do you spend time like ever sort of daydreaming what it might be like?
3: Uh, not really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, why not?
3: Because I didn't get into my dream schools, Aww. if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, Mata didn't get into UCLA. He did, however, get into Cal Poly Pomona. He doesn't know how much he'll get in financial aid, but he's planning to take out some loans and keep his expenses as low as possible, even if that means having less fun.
3: But you're probably wondering, like, this has to be something that you're excited about.
0: Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm
3: excited about my classes. I'm excited <laughs> meeting my professors. I'm excited uh, doing very hands-on engineering stuff. It, everything really you're living. saying is
0: super academic.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm going. What do you mean? That's what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like aren't you excited about the cafeteria
3: or Oh, like that? going on a little dining hall Yeah, or a a parties on Friday night? I mean like like I don't like I don't really know what to say.
0: Even though he's not daydreaming about the dining hall or parties, Mata does spend a lot of time thinking about his future self. What does success look like for you?
3: Um, A success looks like a master's degree. And success looks like I have a house where my kids have their own room. Success looks like I can go into any restaurant I want and not have to worry about the check that's going to come at the end.
0: On our final call last week, I got the whole group together, Mayan, Mata, and Elisa. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. We started chatting about how they feel now that they've made these big decisions. And then in the middle of our conversation, Mata sees something online.
3: I just got news that uh, California State Universities, are all, all 23 campuses are closed down for the fall semester.
2: No. So, Aw, Mata. Yeah. Okay, that's right probably going to happen to everyone then.
0: In the span of five minutes, Mata went from excitedly telling us about his roommates to learning that he won't be on campus until spring of 2021, at the earliest.
3: So I got to cancel my housing application.
1: Aw, Sanjay. Mada's roommate. Damn, oh, I he... meet
3: some cool-ass roommates from the Bay Area. i oh. was <laughs> so excited to meet them. Oh, dang.
0: All three of them are still processing the magnitude of what's going on right now. But when I ask them how they think this moment could impact their futures down the line, Elisa is optimistic.
2: I don't think the economy is going to be, like, bad permanently because it, it always, like, bounces back somehow, like, throughout history. Like, that's just the way it works.
0: And Mata says he's really hoping for a vaccine soon. It's the only way his parents will be able to start working again without worrying about their health.
3: I mean, um, like, I know, like, I'm a low-income person. But when things like a pandemic happens, it exemplifies it, you know? It, like, Mm -hmm. expands it. It shows who's affected the most and who's not.
0: Still, he feels confident that life will go back to normal. The pandemic hasn't really changed how he thinks of his future. By his mid-20s, he imagines he'll own a home and be married.
3: I'm going to have a kid for sure.
0: Totally settled. But the thing is, no one really knows anymore what the future may look like. And for high school seniors, at a time when it should feel like there are all these opportunities, Mayan says it's hard to know where they'll really end up, what jobs will be available to them, how long the economy will feel this bleak.
1: I definitely think it'll change my life, at least, for a long time. I I don't even know how. I mean, we already got kind of robbed a little bit of the end of high school, um, and now I'm kind of scared about the start of college and how long this will last. I just know that this might take a while.
0: A lot feels unclear right now for students, for people still working, for those who are unemployed. And we want to keep sharing these kind of stories. So we've decided to extend our season through July. And I really want to keep hearing from you all. If you want to share what you're going through right now, as always, you can hit me and the team up at uncomfortable at marketplace.org. And you can keep up with us by subscribing to our newsletter at slash comfort. This week, our team reminisces on our own high school days. All right, This is Uncomfortable is me, Rima Grace, Megan Dietry, Haley Hirschman, Peter Balnan Rosen, Daisy Palacios, and Eliza Mills. Our intern is Daniel Martinez. Tony Wagner is our digital producer. Charlton Thorpe is our audio engineer. Satara Nieves is the executive director of On Demand. And Deb Clark is the senior vice president and general manager of Marketplace. And our theme music is by Wonderly. All right. I'll catch y'all next week.